Coming to you from the studios at the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66, it's the Rock and Roll Chicago Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Ray the Roadie. And this is Hollywood Mike. Ray, how are you today? I'm wonderful. I got a new car. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice car too. Yeah, I needed the old, the trans was going on in the old one. You want to tell everybody what the new one is or, or do we want to make sure? Sure, it's a, it's a 2023 Ford Escape Platinum. All right. It's got so much crap in there, I don't know how to use it. You know what? And we should probably say, you know, Ford, we're looking for sponsors for this podcast. We are looking for sponsors, Ford, yes. And uh, we'd be happy to, uh, you know, run some ads for you. Yeah, absolutely. And talk about this car a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm telling you, I was driving the other day in the morning and the, the front window was fogging up. So I'm yeah. looking for the front window defroster. I can't find this thing to save my life, man. I'm, it's, I'm a lap, a, it's a laptop screen. It is. And I'm wow. punching this and I'm punching that. I'm changing radio stations. I, you know, it's crazy, but give me some time. I'll yeah. learn it. People were screaming and yelling and those were just the ones on the sidewalk. That's right. Because I was on the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, uh, you got something new. I, yeah. Uh, well, new. New to me, mm-hmm. but old. It's a 1997 uh, Dyna Lowrider. Very nice. That I saw that. To my father-in-law. Nice. And uh, it, it, the story was, it was actually he he left it in his will to my nephew. Okay. And my nephew was a pro bass fisherman. He wanted nothing to do with the motorcycle, so he wanted to sell it and put money down on a new bass boat. I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. That, <laughs> that motorcycle's not going to leave the family. So um, I gave him the money to put down on the on the bass boat. Nice. And I surprised my wife with it because it had been sitting in my mother-in-law's garage for, geez, I think the license plate on it says 2008. That's wow. the last time anybody's ridden it. Wow. And I picked it up. Came right here with it today. Very nice. It looks sharp. Looks so, sharp. Looks I like a lot wait. of fun. So let's get through this so I can go out and ride. Okay, let's do this. Uh, so <laughs> joining us this evening is uh, Primal Moon. How are you guys doing? Good. How are Good. you? Doing? Great, great. Why don't we go around the table here and you guys introduce yourselves and so people know whose voice is whose. Yeah. So my name is Brian. I'm guitar, backing vocals in the band. I'm Joe. Uh, I'm the singer and lyricist in the band. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm rhythm, second lead. I am also the plumber. The, the plumber. <laughs> I'm looking He's for a, a banker. <laughs> well, I've got one for you. Yeah, really no, no. <laughs> I'm Luke. Uh, I uh, play bass. I'm the pipe fitter. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, my name is Tony. I'm the drummer, percussion, and I'm the I'm the band dad. <laughs> well, you better keep these guys in order. Uh, ain't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. What's with the plumber and the pipe fitter? I'm, that's just what I do for work. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were making like a weird joke. But yeah. He's actually a pipe fitter. He yeah. is not a plumber. He's not a plumber. He works yeah. at a bank. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, they have plumbing at banks. Do you do the plumbing? Anyone that's a Kiss fan will get the reference. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Right. So where did this all start? Yeah. Oh, oh good God. High school? <laughs> I've told this story about a thousand times. so I'm gonna give Then it, you know it. I'll give you the spark note version. Now you get to tell the people in India, because we do have <laughs> listeners in India. Oh, okay. God. All over the world. <laughs> so me and Brian and Justin all started a band in high school. Um, we played together for a while. Eventually, it was just me and Brian. Eventually, we met up with Luke. Then it was me and Brian again. Um, apparently you and I are the problem people. Yeah, I'm real sick. Yeah. We're the, <laughs> we're him. him <laughs> thanks for telling me that on here. 
This this is the this is the central thing. Joe and uh, Luke ended up um, playing in a band for a while. Their band was falling apart. So Brian and I said, "Hey, Luke, you want to jam again?" Um, but we didn't have a singer. So he said, "Hey, um, you know, I know a guy. It was Joe." So we started jamming again, and um, the four of us were jamming for like three years. I think three years, right? Yeah. Um, we said, you know, we need another guitar player. So we reached out to Justin again. Said, "Hey, come back and let's let's all jam." And now we're here. Yeah, yeah. And you guys said that um, when you guys first walked in, you, you said that you had played a little bit at, well, it was called Grubin's at one point, but it's, now it's just the Uptown in yeah. Plainfield. And, uh, yeah, me and, me and Brian and Luke have been playing there. You used to go there all the time when we were in high school. You right. play there a lot, don't you? Well, I, w- I used to host that. There. Yeah, that's what, I knew you looked familiar. I'm like, we wait a minute. That's the conversation <laughs> we, were, we were having there. Back that's when, funny. Uh, Mike Brown was kind of running yeah. the whole thing, and uh, yeah. and I was just in the house band. You know, I was. Uh, I guess I wasn't the host. I was just in the house band. Yeah. But you look most familiar yeah. out of all of them. And then you walked in, and you looked a little bit familiar <laughs> to I me, wave, to I me wave, as well. Uh, I wave a sign on a street corner. Is that what you do for a band? No, oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. You might see me that way. He's on to you. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Did you guys ever go into the studio and record an album? That is a great question. <laughs> no, so because I we, have I have an album cover in my head, and I'm thinking I'm associating it with you guys, and I and I just can't remember if it is or, ooh, or not. Uh, well, we have a couple EPs out. Yeah, we are. Well, we'll we'll I'll let you talk, Joe. We've all been in different bands too, okay. so like you might have seen that as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I'm, for some reason, I'm picturing an album in my head. I think the album was titled something like Saddle Up or something like that. <laughs> Wasn't you guys? No, we're okay. taking that name. <laughs> <laughs> That's the album name. We're changing it. That's all it's now. Yeah. Well, tell us about your music. What do you guys, what do you, what do you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, tell us about the music. Yeah, so uh, right now we have been in the process of recording for about... 14, 15 months, uh, just kind of just working on this album. Uh, we've put out a lot of content during COVID in the time just because we wanted to write. We wanted to do something and put something out there for people to listen to in the time when they couldn't really even see anybody. So uh, at least they could hear us. So we started to promote a little more in the guerrilla marketing format and uh, push out as much content as possible. And now we're recording this last, uh, our first full length album. Uh, We put out about three EPs and a couple singles beforehand. Nice, nice. Now you guys are are younger and you're probably a lot more computer savvy than some of the other guests that we've had on the podcast. (laughs) During during COVID, did you uh, do any of that crazy stuff where you're like playing in your own individual houses as you're quarantining and put it out on the internet? internet and do any of that stuff or was it just recording and mass marketing um we didn't do too much of that and for the simple fact of we're a band that's very heavily based on feel we're we're blues rooted so like to do that over the internet i don't think we capture the same aura as if we were all in the same room you know jamming along yeah i don't think it would have worked well i was going to say too a huge factor in it um so i've been i work in healthcare. i'm a nurse um, at the time I was a nurse aide, but when, when COVID hit and nobody really knew anything about COVID and everybody was scared for one reason or another, understandably. So, um, everyone was like, dude, I, I don't want to be anywhere near you, you know, cause <laughs> I was working, I, I work in the ER. So I was right. in the thick of it through the whole thing. Um, so yeah, during COVID, I, I feel like, I mean, there was a good six months that we didn't see each other. 
Yeah. Um, they would get together, but <laughs> you know, without me, but I mean, understandably so I, I probably would feel the same. Um, but yeah, you know, like they said, after we, um, once we started feeling comfortable getting together again, I mean, we went hard, we released the two EPs and then like Joe said, now we're working on the album. Mm-hmm. And we were the main songwriters in the band. All of us. Yep. Uh, we all write our parts. Okay. Yeah, but lyrics, lyrics I've, I've written most of the lyrics except for River's Gonna Rise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely our writing style is very unique in the sense of when we write songs, it's never necessarily like one of us will sit down and like structure the whole thing. It'll be like, hey, I have a riff. Hey, Brian's got a riff. Hey, let's see what we can do with that. And then we'll just try and structure something around that. We'll sit literally for like two and a half hours and jam. I mean, there's one song um, that we actually um, recorded back in April and we literally came up with it. It was just a warm up when we were in the studio prior to that in the same month. We literally came up and we were like, ooh, that's a song idea. So we literally sat and like two weeks later we had a full a full song and it's right. now it's like stuck to us. It's so, probably one of our best songs, honestly. And it's one of our best songs, probably. <laughs> and what's, what song is that? Um, Wine and Dine? Yeah, it's called Wine and Dine. It's not out. It'll be on the album. Okay. Uh, we freestyled it in the studio. Yeah. Right, sure, sure. I think we did like a 12 or 13 minute version. I think we got it down to about six to seven minutes. Um, but we wrote, like that one, I mean, it's very free form, but it's also like, there's certain parts in it that are like my parts, Brian parts. Um certain little things are specific to the song but like the whole song is as a whole is just this really loose jam that i don't think before that at least since i've been in the band i don't think we've really written maybe river um but this one in a studio sense because that song's only has a live uh version so it's uh like i said our writing style is very interesting we really write like like a song like uh take off um that we've recently released as a single. It's very structured. It's like when you hear it, that's exactly, for the most part, how you hear it live. But then you have songs like, we have a song called River that was recorded way before I joined, and it's like nine minutes. We've never done it the same. And it's never the same. (laughs) It's like 80 bars. Sometimes there's like 60 bars if we're cutting time. It's it's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah, When you're saying that you guys just happened to come up with this riff and said, hey, we got something here. It's like, I don't know if you knew that Kerry Livgren from Kansas. Yes. He He wrote Dust in the Wind. He was doing finger picking exercises at home, just messing around. And his wife said, hey that sounds like it could be a song and that came out to be dust in the wind at the time that's how we do it yeah Yeah. every uh every musician has a story uh like that uh like life in the fast lane by the eagles that was literally a finger warm-up exercise that uh joe walsh was doing and somebody walks in and says uh that's the next song and and the first song we actually released was uh broke man and uh we all wrote that at uh a open mic uh what was the open mic hailstorm hailstorm okay. brewing oh and, yeah uh, like, oh like around villa park or something like no, that no, it's tinley. tinley oh tinley yeah. oh okay okay yeah uh, so broke man we just wrote it real quick uh right there uh up at our turn and then we a couple months later we won this little uh competition at Purdue for uh, Battle of the Bands. Cool. And, well, 
I mean, I wouldn't call it a win. There were only two bands. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 wait, uh, wait. There was a Battle of the Bands competition at Purdue University. Yeah. And only two bands showed up. Yeah. Bands uh-huh. is plural. Two is. Yeah. It was their yeah. satellite yeah. campus. I was going to say. 50% oh, shot. Oh, that, is that what it was? It was like Purdue Northwest or something like yeah, that? Or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, we, like two or three years before that, remember you, me, and Tony, we were in an old group and we played that same Battle of the Bands. I think there was three or four and we got disqualified <laughs> we were i think it was something with the, the sound guy didn't like us or something we were too loud or something like that it, it probably was like back to the future they held up a sign yeah i'm sorry guys you're just too darn loud uh, you're just too loud <laughs> they gave you no reason for it they're just like nope you're out of here they were just like yeah no we're not even good like when they announced like first place so and so second place so and so third place so and so good night and we're like well no fourth place all right <laughs> we've had the cops called to our shows for being too loud in the like five shows in the past two years wow yeah, yeah we it's kind of nuts are you guys really that loud yeah we're pretty loud we're yeah. loud but like in a i'd yeah. say i'd say in like a like a more organic sense though we're just our music is just loud. It, it's it, loud but it's still good though. that yeah. that is that is the that is the most poetic way i've ever heard anybody yes. say that we are too damn loud yes <laughs> yes I'm mostly the problem. Uh, <laughs> he starts it. He starts it. I like high wattage amplifiers for headroom and guitar players out there and bass players. So we all just try to amp it up so we all get louder. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Just keep turning up. Well, it's it's, it's funny because last night I I uh, hosted the jam uh, at the studio that I told you about, and uh, I got there late because my band had a gig. We were in Montgomery, and I get there at around nine forty-five, and there's this group of kids that I mean, when I say kids, they looked. Now I'm old, so I mean they could have been 18 or 19, but I swear to God they looked 12 or 13 to me, and and I know they were young because they were like, we got to get up there, we got to play because we have to go to school tomorrow. But I mean, so they were literally that young. Yeah, and I and I walked in and it was so loud. I have never heard anything so loud in the in the studio like this before in my life. I couldn't even hear my own voice as I shouted. It was so loud in there. And I don't, uh, I don't know for that. But. Yeah, I don't know for that. But. I mean, we, hey, we, it depends on the place we've been there alone. I mean, I, I think I can speak for Tony and Luke, really, that we've gotten a lot of life lessons from Mike Brown and the, you know, the crew at the Uptown, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. dynamics. He so. told me my voice was too loud. Yeah. Did he really? <laughs> <laughs> I could see Mike doing that, too. Standing there going, hey, your voice too loud. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> That's Man. exactly how he did it. Man, every time we played the studio, it never failed. I got yelled at by somebody yeah. for hitting yeah. too loud. Never Never fail. Yeah. But I mean, it stuck with me. I don't play as loud, but the, the, or the universe will tell me. Tell me if you've seen this look before. When he looks over the glasses and he does this. I love oh, that. Yeah. I love that. That's how you know. Oh yeah. We love you, Mike. We love you, Mike. We're not. We're, we're not laughing at you, Mike. We're laughing near you. That's all. No, we love Mike, man. Awesome. You're gonna hear a knock at the door in a couple minutes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he'll show up. No, true. Uh, true story about Mike Brown. Since we badmouthed him, true story about Mike. Mike Brown. I've I've been in bands for for years. Uh, you know, pop, rock, heavy metal, country, all kinds of stuff. And when I I, I guess it was about ten. 15 years ago or so, I, I turned 40 years old and I said, nobody wants to see a 40 year old standing there, play, there playing Green Day, nor do I want to stand up here and play Green Day anymore. I said, I'm done with this. I'm going to go back to my roots. I want to learn some blues. And I put together a three piece band and I said, let's go road test this, you know, this garbage, right? So we went to Uptown, <laughs> we went to Grubin's and there's Mike Brown and he says, okay, go up on stage, right? And Mike Brown gave me 
my first gig basically ever playing the blues, playing lead guitar and the whole bit. And I'll, I'll forever be grateful for, for him providing me with a stage. And I, I literally knew him for about three months and he says, Hey, guess what? Um, we need a house, you know, guitarist. I said, yeah. He goes, you're it. I mean, I mean, there was, there was no asking. He just goes, you're it. That's Next awesome. You know, I was, that's how I ended up working in the house band at the group. Awesome. It's all because of, Heck because yeah. of Mike. But you know, um, what I was thinking is you guys said you, that you guys are blues based, right? I, that, that's what I do. I'm a, I've been in rock bands, but I tell everybody I'm a blues guitarist. I fake rock and roll, right? And you hear me play, you always hear the blues. I don't care if I'm covering, I, I don't care if I'm covering an Ozzy song. I play a solo. It's going to sound like you're going to hear the blues in it, right? Um, are you loud out of necessity? Meaning, since you're like a blues band, you, you, you're using a tube amp, you know, you're looking for that right tone. And you know, you got to have that right volume to get that tone out of that amp. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's situational, right? So like, you know, if we're playing more of like a rock oriented set, like a usual repertoire, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go hard and we're going to be loud. It's just part of the feel, the aura of it. But if we're playing a blue set, say like Uptown or some other venue like that, where it's more intimate, smaller crowd, you don't want to blow their ears off. Yeah. Now, since we're older, more mature musicians, we have the ability to be a chameleon and, you know, shape shift into something that's more dynamic focused and not so hard so much hard hitting but yes going back to the guitar example like you have a tube amp yeah you, i mean you gotta hear the power amps come through like you gotta turn it up just the right amount to get that nice crunch i don't i don't want you know 50 pedals in front of me nope i want to hear that natural amp sound because that is the most pure and best sound you can get out of a tube amplifier say that again that is the most pure and best sound you can get out of a tube amplifier what would you say huh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. No, it it, it, it is. Ab yep. Absolutely. We, we all use two bams. Yeah. 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 We're all, we're even, all the, users. Yeah. even the drummer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two drums. Yes. Right, right, right. So I use a two mic. Sorry. No, I don't. I don't. So you get, when you, you guys are, don't own a mic. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Wait, you're, you're the, a mic. You you're the singer and you don't own a mic? Oh. I do own a mic. And we put don't him on the spot. <laughs> so what do you do? What? What, what do you do? Uh, if you're use, a singer and you don't own a mic, then mostly use mics that we have. Okay. With the band, which is right, or Tony's. <laughs> so, or, so it's like what so you, you bring mic. the PA and you bring his mic <laughs> form. Is is that how it goes? Yeah, he just helps me carry my stuff. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's a very good roadie. I can say that. Oh yeah, I do help. I do the helps. But yeah, I've been looking at a wireless mic that I'm right. actually getting ready to buy because I tend to run around quite a bit. Uh, tend to what you tend to. Tend to you is just, that's you just very run right. Yeah, you just you just you don't tend to anything. I have severe ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> and it's You're listening to the Rock and Roll Chicago podcast. So so I want to go back to this because th this is kind of like hot on the plate right now. This is the we have a we have a lot of young people that show up to a lot of the jams in the area, which is really cool, right? And uh, you know they ask a lot about gear, and I've always said that there I would love to do just like a gear session. You know, yeah. and have everybody just sit and talk, you know, talk about it. Right. So awesome. as a blues based band, I'm curious as to, you know, back up your statement. OK, so what's your amp? What's your guitar? What's yeah. your pedal board? If anything, um, what, do you, what do you have? Yeah. So uh, I have a lot of amps. I kind of have a problem. Uh, but we all do. Admitting <laughs> <laughs> it on the air. But uh, primary amp right now that I use live is a um, yeah 1977 Music Man 210 RD. It's 100 watts hybrid amp. Uh, tube in the power section. 
when I play through that thing, I do have a pedal board, maybe about like seven pedals. The only one that I keep on the entire time is a, um, it's like a clon replica of wave audio just for an extra boost. If I can't jack the volume in a smaller setting, otherwise I'll just turn on a wah here and there, some delay here and there for the song. That's all they really do. And then, um, Les Pauls, Strats, Tellys, uh, been favoring an ES-335 I just got recently. So it's kind of, kind of my rig. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, a 100 watt tube amp though. Yeah. That, I could see where that might contribute yeah. to the it, fact that you're a little really loud. loud. It, <laughs> it, it, it is a half power option. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so it's only 50 watts then. Yeah. I've been on the half power option. Yeah. Well, but, no, I can totally see how that contributes. But yeah. <laughs> the coolest one for recording though. Is a champ. I, oh, of course it is. Uh, yeah. I, I've recently discovered the magic of it. Like, bar that was beautiful. <laughs> man. No, absolutely. Bar, bar none. I, yeah. I, I actually played in a metal band about, 20 years ago yeah. and the guy had a Mesa 412 cabinet and he drove that cabinet with a champ That's amazing. and it sounded I amazing wow. I swear I swear that champ driving that 410 cabinet <laughs> sounded like he had a he was plugged into a plexi that's it awesome. sounded fantastic it really did man that's, that's awesome, awesome. Really, who, who are the other guitar players who else? Justin what do you have what are you doing so my setup's very similar to Brian's, um, a little bit more, I guess you would, would you say focused? Um, I don't buy nearly as much as him, but he's gotten me on uh, a bit of a roll. Um, <laughs> my two, my two main I'm hurting his bank account. <laughs> he buys his stuff. My, <laughs> it's sometimes, yeah. Um, amplifier wise, I use a Mesa Express 50. It's a 50 watt. Um, I also have a Mesa F50, which is essentially the, um, Express, but in a stack form uh, with a 4x12 cab. Uh, Guitar-wise, uh, well, and I also use uh, Fender Blues Junior. I usually use that in smaller places, but it's a great... I'm telling you, that amp is like... I've got that amp. That's the, that's the yeah. Grubens amp. Yeah, it's, it's literally like the secret, like a secret weapon. It's, it's crazy. You yeah. get For so a little amp like that, yeah. unbelievable. I'll tell you, I, I got very lucky with the Blues Junior. Um, I found one for like 300 bucks used secondhand, and I happen to know one of the best amp guys in the state of Illinois, and I, I brought it to him, and... He opens up the amp, takes the chassis out and the whole bit, and he goes, now, don't touch anything inside of there. He goes, in fact, sit on your hands. I got to go to the bathroom. So I was sitting in my hands. I didn't want me to touch anything <laughs> in it. And when he comes back, the thing is turned on. It's plugged in and everything, and I'm just playing through this thing. And he's adjusting all the little pots and everything while I'm playing and boosting everything internally because they won't do that for you from nope. the factory. It's you know it's set the way fenders are going to set right. it. And then he put a um, then the speaker that's in it... Um, I think it's a red eminence or something like that it's a it's a it's a red aluminum framed speaker cool. which is not anything else yeah all you have to do is plug a guitar into this amp it sounds so unbelievable and the, the other thing that he did is he put the the mid-range eq before the uh the overdrive of the amp which is a feature that you find on dumble amps yeah so now when you plug this thing in and just use the volume knob on your guitar i swear to god the thing sounds like a lightly driven Overdrive special. You got to send me this guy's information now. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, I won't. Me- I won't mention it live yeah. on the podcast. He's actually been on the podcast, but I'll okay. guarantee you've met him and you've played with him, especially if you've gone to the Uptown. Oh, there you go. Ah, yeah. Ah, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Ah. And then, yeah. Um, in terms of guitars, I play a black Gibson SG. Yep. Uh, then I have a Gibson Les Paul Classic. That one has P90s in it. It's more of a studio guitar, but I'll break it out live once in a while. Um, uh, 2021 Tele Telecaster. It's an open G, a la Keith Richards. 
Um, yeah. We do a lot of stuff in the OpenG tuning. So, and then uh, I just bought a '70s. It's a 20-year-old '70s reissue. Uh, BC Rich. I don't wow, want to say nice. the name of it on air because I don't know how you guys feel about swearing. Um, but it's, it's okay. the, it, we'll I'll say shit. it's uh, it, it's a BC Rich bitch. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, a natural colored, very like Joe Perry ish. So I was like, I have to have that. So that's yeah. uh, I plan on debuting that one live very soon but i guess i'm a little more punky than brian is so i like my distortion pedals but i don't like to push it too much to where it sounds super compressed i am so disappointed you guys didn't bring instruments <laughs> i <laughs> knew as soon as we told him like everything we you got have. what my bass is in my car oh okay well, i kind of ran in here yeah. but my acoustics the- in the car yeah. <laughs> oh jeez well go get it yeah we got there we go get it go get it did right. anybody else bring something no no, no. go get a bass all right brb let me, oh, yeah. let's pause. We, we'll talk to Yeah, we'll we can pause, we can pause right there. Right. Sounds yeah. good. Hi, I'm Rick Anthony. I'd like to thank my radio brothers, Ray the Roadie and Hollywood Mike, for allowing me to tell you about my podcast, the Someone You Should Know podcast. We spotlight musicians, authors, and interesting people, and we like to say we're making a difference one artist at a time. The podcast is heard twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays, and you can check it out on your favorite streaming platforms and on the web at someoneyoushouldknowpodcast.com. That's the Someone You Should Know podcast with me, Rick Anthony. Making a difference, one artist at a time. I'm Christy from Crime Cave Podcast. I've had a huge interest in true crime since my days of watching marathons of Snapped back in the mid-90s. I needed an outlet to talk about the cases that have haunted me for a very long time. With each episode under 20 minutes, I shine a light on some of the most bizarre cases in the last 50 years. Join me in The Crime Cave. All righty. What you guys going to play for us? Which one do you want to do? Uh, I would either say Lazy Sunday, Prone to Wander, or Crumbling. That is up to you. If you want to do Lazy Sunday, though. What do you guys think? <laughs> lazy Sunday? Yeah, oh, lazy Sunday. no, we'll do... You need the capo? Yeah, for that. Okay, so we'll do Crumbling. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll try it that way. Didn't we? Yeah. I think we... Uh, the, the acoustic EP was in standard, no? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was in standard. Yep. It's crumbling, it's crumbling, it's 
Yeah, this is the biggest crowd we've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're too loud. No. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> no, that was that was awesome. That was fantastic. That uh, that was almost Ronnie James D over Brian yeah. there. Yeah, that's what <laughs> right? I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah. What was that called again? Crumbling. 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 Find the, the acoustic and the electric. Why is he all of a sudden talking so loud? Crumbling! Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so we, we can't find that online somewhere then. It's not one that's in the making. It's, it's on Spotify. It's on Spotify. Yeah, it's on Spotify. version and there's a, a regular version. Nice. We got both versions up there on Spotify. There's an acoustic EP we did. We just wanted to see what we could do in four hours. So we just threw those songs together. Right. You could definitely tell, like, we just kind of whipped it together. But, I mean, it, the acoustic, that was the best acoustic song on there, I would okay. say. Okay, okay. And there's nothing, long, nothing wrong with doing that. I, you know, I, there's kind of a trend that's coming back around again where people want to hear the mistakes in recordings. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. You know, people are people are pushing away from the auto-tune and, yeah. and the whole Record thing. analog. Yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> Word. Right. And it's expensive. 
expensive, though. It Holy is. crap. Is we expensive. haven't even done it yet because it's so expensive. Oh, yeah. geez, Our the, old band. Me and Joe have only yeah. done it once. The yeah. last time, gosh, the last time uh, I recorded, I'm, I'm not going to remember how much it was, but we said, you know, we're going to do a completely analog. And we did the whole thing on a Hitari reel-to-reel tape machine. Wow. And, and we paid something like 450 bucks a reel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a reel. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't it's, cheap. How yeah. many reels did you go through? I can't even remember. He's I, like four hundred fifty. Yeah. 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 I mean, we didn't even we didn't even record an entire album. I mean, I think we did like a half dozen songs, maybe yeah. at the most. And and we had an older guy in the band. It's like, oh, we have to do an analog. We got to do a tape. Yeah, we got to do tape. And I was like, wow. Okay, whatever. Right. Yeah. Let me get the credit card out. All yeah. right. Yeah. So uh, when you guys are out gigging, you got enough material for a whole show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't do any covers or nothing? Oh, uh, we can, but we don't really. We tend to only do a few. Okay. Uh, the two that we lean towards most, one we play at every show. It's uh, Johnny Be Good. They played it at every show since their first show. Okay. So uh, uh, it's like we're going to play it even though people are sick of it. <laughs> yeah. The fun part is it, it tends to close on a high note every yeah, time. We end yeah. it. That is the one song. That is the one song where if you play it, nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. Was, you know what? But if you play something like Freebird or Mustang Sally or Tennessee Whiskey, for crying out oh loud. Oh, God, I've heard it so <laughs> much. You know, there's always, there's always somebody in the crowd that's like, oh, my God, they're playing Freebird. Or, oh, my God, they're playing Sweet Home Alabama. And some people are going to give you shit for it. But but Johnny Be Good is the one song where you play it. Everybody's like, okay, yeah, go ahead. It's essentially <laughs> it's essentially the template. Buy a song. It's the template for like Mixed from fly. when that song came out. It's the template for all popular contemporary music up till now. Pretty yeah. much, it pretty much is. And also, because we're still kind of on that teetering where we're still mainly a local band, you're always playing to new people. Right. So some people they have no idea what any of your songs are. And while right. they may make an impression on them, they'll always remember, oh, that's the band that played Johnny B. Good at the end of the right. set. So they'll remember us some way. Um, I guess I just played it three times in one weekend. So yeah. <laughs> We also do another one that's played a lot in the blues scene uh, going down. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah, of course, of course. So uh, when you guys do play, when we talk about, about a full night, I mean, you guys have enough original music for like, three one-hour sets or what kind of a night are we talking about or, or are you splitting say, the night I'd say we have two two hours about two okay. hours okay. Okay. We, have, we have two hours of originals that are fully done that we like to perform okay. sure uh, sure and then we have we, we could go a yeah. long enough time yeah. with, with covers hour. if we added to right. if you, if honestly you had we'd to, probably yeah. just freestyle one and they're in and yeah. whatever comes up with it, that's probably going to be a song. We do yeah. like to freestyle some, yeah. like at shows, because yeah. uh, it just, I don't know, that's, that's why not? how we get our creative juices flowing. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? And so I like the format that you guys have. You, you actually have, you have four instrumentalists, and you actually have a singer as a front man, which is something that, that people are actually getting away from. You're, you're seeing the, the, the five-person band is kind of going away, and it's becoming four-people bands, or, or, or three people, or, or whatever it is, but I kind of like the format. For sure. Was that, is that the way it's always been with you guys, or was there ever another time? Well, I mean, it originally started with me, Tony, and Brian, and then when Joe came. Yeah, so then we were, for, yeah, we were gotcha. around for a bit, and then uh, we were always looking for, we went, we had one or two guitarists. So we, we had a couple auditions uh, beforehand. We had a keyboardist uh, at one point. Too. Yeah, he played a show with us, uh, but none of them just stuck. Okay. Uh, but Justin, uh, right after, right, he came to the first practice, the, like his audition, just fully ready, 
Uh, he had been practicing all of our songs, been looking at our discography intensely. Right. So we were like, oh, hell yeah. Okay, excellent, yeah. excellent. So what kind of place do you guys play? I mean, we play like wherever people will let us play pretty okay. much. I mean, we just played Cubby Bear. All right, um, nice. um, We were talking about upcoming shows. We're playing at the Roxy in Lockport, right, right nice. across the street from the studio. Yeah, I, I just uh, played there month. on Saturday night. Have you ever played there before? Never. No. Oh, uh, I played there never. So, uh, so uh, uh, Jessica Andrus, who's the manager of the place, so we actually interviewed her on the podcast a few weeks ago. Like, oh, great, great girl. She's she's so world. she's <laughs> she's so fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we just played there on Saturday. If you've never played there before, you're gonna have a blast. Oh, it, that sounds yeah. good. It's really it's it's really cool. It, it, I'm excited. What I like about it is, I mean, if you've never been there, when you walk in, you feel like you've been transported back to the 1920s. The, it's, very it, it, it's an old movie theater, and the original projector is right there when you walk through the front door, through the vestibule. It's got the marble floors and, so the, cool. and awesome. you know incandescent lighting and the whole bit. You feel like we're underdressed. You feel like you should be wearing a hat and a zoot suit. It's really, it's really, a, it's a really cool spot. So, I, and I hope you guys do well. It's Thank uh, you. It, it sounds like you're. Uh, it sounds like the music that you guys play is is going to be a good fit for. Uh, uh, for that place yeah so what's coming up next so we've got i mean we've got that um lords of loud uh actually uh there's a band yeah. that has kind of challenged us uh okay they say they're louder than us so um we're Coming taking them down uh <laughs> they are going to hear it literally <laughs> their name is goat belly wait so the band wait the band is called wait wait what's this band called goat belly Goat Belly. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so you guys are performing a show that you're entitling "Lords of Loud." Showdown. Showdown. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. It's gonna I, be. And I, it's at Black I Dog Vinyl. I think I'm a scared. It's at Black Dog Vinyl <laughs> Cap. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yep. That's what I said. We're gonna blow them. We we sell earplugs for a dollar in little moon bags. Holy crap! <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that yep. place is just wow! I, I'll tell you what, uh, I think the folks next door at Dolce Vita are going to have something to say about that. Wow! What? <laughs> what? When, when, when's the date of that? September eighth. All right, what the hell do I have going on in September? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be at a family wedding in Rhode Island. I can't oh, be here for you. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I might be able to hear him. Yeah, you <laughs> might yeah, be able to hear us. <laughs> you will. We're going to wow. have to pay for Mike to get a new window, probably. That's how. Yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> wow, amazing. Okay, so, and that, so that's on September 8th. What, what, are you, what do you have coming up after that? September 22nd at the Roxy, which is the one okay, we were talking about. Okay, that's the 22nd yep. at the Roxy. And then okay. we've, we've also got an acoustic show up in Wonder Lake. I believe it's the 16th of okay. September okay. as well. Uh, yeah, an acoustic set. Okay, that's cool. That'd probably be more my speed. I'm getting old. I don't know if I want to hear all the loudness. Yeah. <laughs> even, even their acoustic show is really loud. It is. It is. Ear shattering. Everybody's bleeding. The window was yeah. rattling behind me. <laughs> wow. I was going to come in. So, uh, you know, how about you guys uh, bring us home with another song? Yeah, do you, you want to just do an improv? Let me, improv let me get my earplugs right on the spot. Improv? Yeah, I guess let's try it. You know, right. the funny thing is, I thought I was I was just going to blame the guitar players for why their band is too loud. No, that's not the reason why whatsoever. Not 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 always. They've got a very powerful singer. They do. <laughs> yep. They do. Yeah. They allowed amps to keep up with them. Yeah, they need yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Brian's always been that loud, so it was way before Joe. It was a match. It was a match. <laughs> then it just got louder. <laughs> we can probably back this up a little bit. Yeah, possibly. Don't put it outside. Yeah, don't go on the other side of the room. Yeah, I, I'll go, go in the other room. room. I'll back this more, actually. <laughs> All right. Ready? Blues? Sure, why not? All right. Baron Juliet. Mm -hmm. 
Drinking 
And here's your next song. <laughs> excellent, excellent. You know, I just got to tell the people out there in podcast land, he yeah. was three feet away from that microphone singing. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even in the mic. And but the soul came from his toes. It, it did. <laughs> it did. It, 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 it came up out of the rug like... Mushrooms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, that was fantastic. That was yeah. great, man. <laughs> the good cut. Yeah, the good, the good kind of mushrooms. Yes. So uh, you know, everybody that's listening to this is going to want to know where they can find you. Where can they find you guys? Social media wise or whatever. We got it all. Facebook, Instagram, not so much Twitter, but Twitter, Spotify, Apple Music. You know, wherever you listen to music, that's what we're on. YouTube. Just look for Primal Mo yep. Primal Moon. Primal Moon. And you'll Instagram, be out there. Instagram at Primal Moon Band. Yeah, and okay. Twitter. But we don't really use Twitter. Yeah. You mean X? At, oh, oh, yeah. I forgot. Not, I forgot. X. <laughs> if that, if that doesn't now. tell you anything, how much <laughs> we don't, <laughs> we don't <laughs> use it. <laughs> yeah, wow. All righty, guys. Well, thanks for coming out. Do you sound really good? Thanks yeah. for having us. Thank Fantastic. You. Thank you. Take Hope care. You guys. Appreciate it. Well, there's Primal Moon. I, I just, I just started doing this outro from three feet out and you couldn't even hear me. <laughs> it was literally an outro. Yeah, well, you couldn't hear nothing. Couldn't... Are we doing it over again? No, no. <laughs> no, we're doing it right now. Okay, and I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to start backing away like this as we start doing it. Yeah. And see, now you're gone. Now I'm gone. Now you're gone. All right, just... and I'm back in, so now it's an intro. That's right. <laughs> an innie or an Audi. I, I, uh, I, I think that young man had a third lung. I think so. I think so. Man, he could really belt Holy it out. crap. Wow. Was that a powerful voice? Yeah. yeah. And he literally, I mean, he, he turned away from the microphone. He did. Yeah, he, he was. <laughs> I, like I said, he was three feet away and he could still hear him. Wow. Clear I, as day. I wish they would have, uh, I wish they would have brought more instruments. I mean, it was nice that the guy had a, a guitar in his, uh, yeah. in his trunk. But, yeah. Uh, Glad they had it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'd, I'd like to go and see these guys. Definitely. They sound very interesting for sure. Definitely. That was a lot of fun. So make sure you guys get out there and see Primal Moon. They're out and about all over there playing. And thanks for listening to the Rock and Roll Chicago podcast. And we'll see you next week with another exciting episode. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Bob Rowdy's here from Brookwood Drive, along with Mark Miller, Carlos Gonzalez, and Glover Washington. Check us out next week on episode 154 on the Rock and Roll Chicago podcast. Take a ride on the drive. The Rock and Roll Chicago podcast is edited by Paul Martin. Theme song courtesy of MNR Rush. The Rock and Roll Chicago podcast does not own the rights to any of the music heard on the show. The music is used to promote the guests that are featured. Rock and Roll Chicago.